Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and round the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Last we left our adventurers... They had left Greenest and departed ways with Leosin, who uh, had charged them to gain substantial evidence, proof, something from the rem- uh, from the cultist camp that could help influence those more powerful, more influential than himself to take action or investigate. After being on the road, getting a little lost, the group decided to bed down for the night. Although the night passed away uneventful for Lance and Fleeple, Mal had nightmares and dreams revisit her, things that she hadn't thought about for a long time, and her patron even visited her as well and assisted her by giving her a different eldritch invocation. Moving forward the next day and using her outlander feature, Mal was able to guide the rest of the group back to the caldera where the cultist camp had previously been. Now, as they come upon this caldera and looked down upon it. Tents were burned everywhere, and there was just a significant amount of destruction that the orcs had imparted upon this camp before they themselves, at least the group assumes, before the orcs had left. Now, while up on this ledge investigating, they saw four individuals in the center, which turned out to be some sort of hunters, and they beckoned this group down to join them around the fire. After falling down the cliff a little bit, now catching them, the a welcome voice beckoned them to join the fire. And that is where we find our adventurers. So, the three of you. Just Fleeple being a little tired, having climbed down most of that cliff by yourself. Your your body is a little bit achy, but that same individual. Come, join us by the fire. We have plenty of meats, we have plenty of food to, to give and to share. And as the three of you approach... Sure. I uh, I kind of plop down on. Are they sitting on like logs or stones or something around the fire? Yeah, so they have some boulders. Uh, most of them are actually just on the ground, uh, but a couple of them have some boulders that they um, seem to have moved over there. Um, and one of them has a log. So. Right, I kind of I kind of plop myself down onto one of these seats and look around, and I go, "This place looks pretty messed up. What happened here?" Another one speaks up. Oh yeah, no, this place uh, is uh, pretty much dead, pretty pretty burnt, uh, as you can probably tell uh, by looking around. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff that happened here not too long ago. I'd say like within a week. Yeah, past. Uh, uh, you you say it's a week? And uh, he he's looking at another hunter, and the other one goes, "Oi, yeah, I wasn't here for it, but when I came back from our hunting trip, it was just decimated." Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just completely crazy. Have you had a chance to search around the place yet? Oh, no, we don't need to search. We know, um... We're not going to do anything like that. Everybody that, uh... The camp, uh... Most of the people left uh, pretty soon after uh, the fire and the orcs went uh, crazy. Um, so we're just... We're just here... Helping the stragglers, you know, with food and stuff, so... Lance is going to be standing, like, kind of, it's by the circle that's being created by this group, but a little, like, 
a little distant, like he's putting a little bit more distant than others between them. And I'm just gonna, Lance is just gonna ask, were you a part of this camp? Oh, I, uh, I, I guess, I guess you could say we were kind of part of it, yeah. I mean, we're hunters for hire. I mean, we, for people who don't know how to hunt that well, we, we, we help them out. We get local game, wildlife, bring it back, sort of thing. And so, yeah, uh, like he said over there, we've, we've been just milling about, helping out the stragglers here, still, still hanging out here, if you will, so, yeah. Were we here? Yeah. Are we part of it? Nah. So, as far as, like, things that we're going to do within this camp, the things that I am most interested in, uh, I want to search the remains of Kava's tent, see if there's anything that we can recover from that. I'd like to look in the hatchery. Uh, see if we can figure out anything that's going on with those eggs. And I want to look around at corpses and just pray to Bahamut that I don't find mud amongst them. Oh, oh good old mud. I was I was primarily interested in the hatchery and kind of the same thing. I wanted to search to see if in between the two most important tents that I know, Kava and the leaders, to see if there's any remaining paperwork, evidence of anything. I would assume not, but might as well give it a look. Okay, yeah. So, um, first, it's very obvious, some obvious things you note here. Uh, the main tent uh, is actually, although it was burning when you left it, it's not there. Like, there isn't even, like, the remains of the tent itself. Looks like it probably was moved. Maybe it wasn't fully burnt in the chaos itself. And so there isn't really anything to search there when it comes to, like, ash or remains. However more than welcome to go and uh, look to see maybe stuff was dropped. Kava's tent is definitely burned, and there does seem to be some rubble there, or some remnants that you can definitely search through. Um, would you like to split up and do these things, or would you like to all do them together? I don't want to explore the hatchery by myself, but the rest of the camp, I think, we can probably kind of shift about by ourselves. Yeah, I think we all should be going to the hatchery all together, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we need to split. I think we all have the same goals, so we want to hear all the same information. Sounds great. Uh, so while uh, Lance, um, you excuse yourself from the hunters, you head over to Kava's remnants there, uh, and maybe Fleeple, you head over to the Kobolds uh, just to kind of look through some of the corpses and see some of the location where you knew mud was specifically. And as you do that, Mal, being with the hunters still, uh, or at least before you go, Mal, uh, the first one goes, uh, it looks like you have, uh, looks like you have a very unique companion. And he gestures towards your pseudo dragon mm. that seems to be uh, flying around you on your shoulder. I do. Thanks. Um, it's a hunting companion. I'm sure that you guys have used certain animals. Many hunters do. And without saying anything, that individual just smiles, lifts up their arm, and out of nowhere, this hawk just and just alights onto his arm. It can be quite helpful. She's beautiful. Oh, yours is beautiful as well. Thank you. I must say, I, although Nia here has helped me quite a bit in the past, I wouldn't mind getting myself uh, one of those 
creatures you have hanging around your shoulder right now. And your pseudo-dragon is literally hanging on your shoulder, it's draped on your neck. This weight just pushing against you and its long stinger tail just sort of like flicking back and forth in front of you. Just very friendly, very familiar to you. Because it's uh, familiar. Familiar. <laughs> Lol. Uh. Inspiration to myself. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, so, let's start with uh, Fleeple. Uh, Fleeple, go and roll me an investigation check here. Investigation. Definitely going to do the guidance thing. I'll just always assume guidance. That is a 17. Okay. Fleeple, as you walk through the remnants of the kobold camp, pretty somber, uh, you do see uh, familiar campfires scattered about, and it is pretty clear that this... Although this side of the camp, there was a lot of movement, there are still some dead kobold bodies. Um, and like I said, there weren't, there aren't a ton, but it seems like when taking out the dead, there wasn't a lot of care to remove the kobold bodies as there might have been some of the other humanoids. An uh, unfortunate uh, reality to your experience with your race, um, but as you investigate each of these kobold bodies, the only thing you have to do is you pull their gums back, or lips back, and all of their teeth. The next one, all of their teeth. The next one, all of their teeth. And every single one of them has all of their teeth. So you breathe a sigh of relief that at least in this immediate vicinity, mud has not been killed from this, the chaos of this battle that had occurred. And uh, I say a quick prayer of gratitude and go to meet back up with my friends. Yeah. As you go to meet up back up with your friends, uh, with your high uh, investigation check, um, you do see just the road leading out has some very heavy footfalls. Not only that, but there are some new ruts in the ground, in the dirt, that are very distinctive of wagons. That's all you're able to pick up so far, um, but it, it, it does strike you as different or odd. We didn't see... Did we see wagons the first time we were here? If you did, there were just a few. Like, not not to the extent that would make these kind of ruts. Hmm. Lance, let's go to you with Kava's tent. Go and roll me an investigation check. And I forgot to ask, Lance, um, did you switch your proficiency for the day? I did. I am now proficient for the time in religion. Okay, religion. Uh, go and roll me an investigation check. A 19... 19. As you are searching through the rubble here, moving some of the uh, tent poles and tent flaps, you stumble across a body. And it takes you back a little bit. And the moment you see it, uh, it you it's very ashen and it's very... You could have sworn that you saw some sort of like jewelry uh, going from the top of her like left ear down to her like earlobe but as you as you start to gingerly turn over the the face of the body it is indeed kava who has unfortunately been killed during this excursion there um is her i would like to search her okay and i would like to search if she still has her desk okay or if I can find the remnants of the desk. Yeah, so we'll just uh, use your 19 uh, for all of that. As you rifle through, not a lot of pockets in her uh, nightgown that she was wearing. Um, and it's not a nightgown as we think of it. It's It was like a, a, it's a very 
probably once was a beautiful gown. One that you might have seen in a previous life, honestly. Very fine silks in some parts that are undamaged, but no pockets. Um, and if you're not being uh, delicate, nothing that you find on her person either. The desk does not seem to be in the tent either. You are able to identify where it should have been amongst the rubble and uh, even like broken up into pieces like oh uh, even if a leg i'm gonna grab the leg Mm -hmm. nothing is there for her desk Hmm. so i don't find anything but her body unfortunately so i will i'll just brush the rubble over her again to kind of leave her in a semi-buried state okay and and then just kind of walk back getting ready to go to the hatchery with everybody all right. So, as you Lance and Fleeple, after a good maybe 30, 45 minutes of this, um, being very thorough, come back. Uh, Mal, was there anything in particular you wanted to do? No. Okay. I I assumed, but wanted to double check. So, as you come back, you see uh, Lan- uh, Mal uh, with this other individual, both of them talking excitedly and animatedly about something in particular, and uh, goes... And uh, it took me three weeks to, <clears throat> to to train to train her to just sit on a branch to to sit up there and not and not move and to, mm-hmm. to just act like the wildlife around you know mm-hmm. and uh, wow, it's that's a very cool story um yeah. question yeah um do you know by chance where the remnant survivors of this camp where they went off to oh yeah uh, I mean they're in the cave. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Great. Good to know. So there are still there's survivors, and they're in the cave. Oh, yeah. I mean, they come out and get... Well, I mean, we we have quite a haul, as you can see. And you do see that there's, like, a deer that's recently been killed and that's been, like, cleaned and ready for eating. Goes, yeah, I mean, we, we, we get quite a lot of food, and they come out every so often, grab it from us, pay us. We go back out, we come back. Kind of like a circle of life thing, I guess. Maybe. Who who are these people, if I may ask? Uh, I mean, we only really interact with uh, Yevin, right? Uh, yes, uh, Ye- Yevin. He's uh, he's usually the guy that uh, comes out and uh, gets the meat. But they don't let us in there, and uh, frankly, I don't care to go in there. It's too cramped, too too small. Great. Um, Mal, Amara, could you come here for a second? Uh, of course. She'll get up and follow Lance. I'll just, a little way off. And if Fleeple's there, I can usher him kind of along too. Yeah, and Fleeple is definitely there, so the three of you just go off a little bit. Okay. How do you want to handle this? I turn into a bat. I scout it out inside there. What about these four outside? Once we go in there, we might start fighting, and they might be helping them then. So we have an enemy to our front and our back. Well, if I can get us some information beforehand, that might help us to inform our decision. And I doubt these hunters are looking for a fight. True, but we would be killing their employers, potentially. Hmm. I think that scouting is probably a good idea, first. First step. Alright. Fly, Fleeple, fly! (laughs) Fleeple, can you turn into flying creatures? 
Uh, shoot, I can't turn to flying creatures yet. I can only turn to swimming creatures. Ah, bummer. That's okay. I got I got a find familiar with me. I can I can turn my pseudo dragon into an imp, and an imp can go invisible. Mm. And I can see through their perspective. I do like the imp idea. Um, invisibility tends to be a little bit more reliable than just a straight stealth check. He can uh, imp can also change into beast form of a rat, a raven, a spider, or its devil form. Dang. The imp comes with extra forms. Let's do it. All right, let's do that. Uh, so Mal, you take ten minutes, and a little bit off the ways, and uh, the hunters really are not paying you a ton of attention, and they just kind of seem to be honestly kind of bored. Some of them are carving some items out of wood, but after a good ten minutes, uh, your pseudo dragon, uh, which has some somewhat of a kindly face and just uh, two welcoming eyes, all of a sudden, after the ritual is complete. The incense just burns, and it burns around the pseudo-dragon, engulfs it in, like, this small dome of fire. The hunters, like, go on alert immediately, and then all of a sudden, as soon as it started, the fire is gone. And instead of this, like, friendly face, you see this, like, sinister... Not sinister, but just, like, mischievous face of this imp in front of you. That is creepy. And the imp looks at you, raises a finger to its mouth... Shh. That's creepier. Um, Zaza, will you polymorph into a rat and then go invisible? And we're gonna go some do some um, recon. Zaza flies up towards your face. Actually, I'm gonna say spider instead of a rat. Let's go spider. Okay. And he goes and just flies off. As they get to the entrance, uh, it's a little bit of a ways, but you, they you just see this of smoke, so you assume that Zaza turned into a spider. Perfect. Um, I just need to make sure that I'm within 100 feet of the cave, and I will sit down and use my um, fine familiar sense to to see through their senses. Okay. Sounds good. So, as you are within 100 feet, definitely possible. Uh, Even if you sneak around to the other side, your eyes go completely black. Um, You have no awareness of your immediate surroundings and uh, Lance and Fleeple, if you try to talk with her, um, she does not respond whatsoever and your senses for all intents and purposes are Zaza's for the time being. Mal. Malamara. Malamara. I think you have identity issues. Malamara. Yeah, she can't hear us. <laughs> identity issues. <laughs> so, uh, does a spider or imp has dark vision, I imagine. I, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't have an imp have dark vision? Yep. So, Uh, As this spider, invisible spider, crawls into the entrance of the cave, you see uh, through Zaza's eyes, um, this is a very, for the most part, a very natural cave. The walls haven't necessarily been worked on by any humanoids. It hasn't necessarily been, like, expanded, at least in this front area here. Um, But what you do notice is this large cave opening shrinks down to maybe 15 feet tall, and you see two individuals somewhat lazily patrolling about 30 feet inside of the cavern. They are not talking to each other. They're just walking back and forth like a patrol does, and they are they do have their weapons. They're out. There are stalagmites and stalactites scattered throughout the entire entrance here. But 
for the 120 feet that your uh, imp spider, invisible imp spider can see, um, these are the only two individuals that you can see currently. And you see that obviously seeing through Zazel's eyes as well. I know that this isn't a detail I can perceive, but I'm wondering, are they still wearing cultist stuff? Um, these I don't know two... if I can ask that if I'm not the one controlling the creature. Yeah, so I mean, it's easy enough because once Mal comes out of it, you're gonna ask the question anyway. So yeah, these these uh, two creatures, they do appear to have some sort of culty robe going on. The motif of a cult is there, if you will. <laughs> um, is, is there anything else or can I, should I have Zaza keep going? That was the only question I had initially, yeah. Okay, so how far are you wanting Zada to push inward? As far as I reasonably can go. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm just double checking. Ah, I've never had to use this spell. Because I think I can give it instructions and it can go beyond that 100 feet, but I can't see. So I could give it instructions and then have it just return back. I think you can still see. I just you won't be able to direct it on what is what it does. Oh yeah, you can communicate with it telepathically. Oh okay. So you can still see through its eyes, but you just won't be able to tell it once it goes out of your range. I believe. Perfect. Then telepathically, um, I'll tell Zaza to do a. Um, I'm gonna make up a maneuver name. A circle and search. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maneuver, something that we've practiced a lot, hunting together. Great, great. And then I'll just keep the senses, which just means to do a perimeter, essentially. See what you can see and return back. Okay, perimeter of the room? Yeah. Okay. So as Zaza uh, does this perimeter of the room, uh, it opens up to quite a large room here. And you start to see... This main area is just inhabited by these two individuals. A lot, again, a lot of stalagmites, a lot of stalactites. And this room does seem to be going forward down to the east side to a different portion of the cave. But understanding the circle and search, Zaza isn't going to go down that direction unless specified. So they come right back. Uh, and that circle and search just reveals this largish, oh, what are we saying? 10, 20, 40. 120 foot long entryway room. So I'll convey that to. Is it just Lance with me or is Fleepal there too? Oh, yeah. Fle- no, both Are of you all are there. there. Yeah. All right, cool, You're cool, all cool. Um, that there is cultist, two cultist patrols just inside the mouth of the cave. And deeper, it goes into a larger room that doesn't have anybody in it currently. Right. Um, are we okay with. I mean. What I'm thinking is, I stealth in, attack one of them, possibly kill them, we charge the other one. I'm just again worried about those hunters behind us, if they start hearing us literally start to kill people in there. Well, I'm wondering if we need to do more, um, get the information that we need, look at the hatchery and things before we try and engage with anybody in case we have to leave in a hurry again. I think if Zaza's already in there, we could send him a little bit further. Presumably there are eggs in here, and I think it'd be good to find out where those are before we Is this enter. the hatchery? Are we saying that the cultists are in the hatchery? Well, this is, yeah, this is what they oh, refer sorry. to I as thought the hatchery we were, for. I thought it was different caves. No, this is the hatchery cave. Perfect. I mean, yeah, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know that you could do that. Cool. Uh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, then we'll send him down 
gents, would you like to go down the stairs or would you like to continue on down the cave and see what's there? Continue down the cave. Agreed. Great. And I will tell Zaza to do a longer, um, call it return and report. Okay. So, uh, you're going to go southward to kind of investigate the cave a little bit more? Correct. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have Zaza roll a perception check. Great. Spider perception. Spider perception. Imp spider perception. Imp spider perception. Invisible imp spider <laughs> perception. Man, what a wild game. Oh no, that was a critical fail. Oh no. So. But it has a passive perception of 11. <laughs> it can't be surprised, but it can't see a thing. <laughs> I'll never be surprised, but I'm never going to find any secrets. I'm a spider. The spider. So yeah, uh, simple enough, as they continue to go down to the cave, it actually ends pretty abruptly to where it's just uh, a wall here uh, revealing that um, revealing that it ends. Perfect. As it comes back in with my 100, within the 100 feet, uh, I'll tell the boys that um, Zaza didn't find anything in the cave. It looks like it's just a big chamber. She didn't. Uh, she didn't see anything. So, should we go down the oh, stairs she. next? So she. Yes. Um, most hunting animals are, are female. Um, I don't know if it, lions are like that, and golden eagles are like that, and kobolds are like that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are they? Are you are they? Cannon. People, are you a, a what? <laughs> Is this like Jurassic Park? Like you're changing genders on us every. <laughs> A little oh, bit. <laughs> Fleeple has confirmed that they are male. Yeah, Fleeple ha- is a leathery old man. Yep, that's true. Canon. Because Lance, in a previous episode, was like, I did not, did not know male. you were male. Yep. There's so many things that Lance says that I now repeat. And it goes like, <laughs> I got my roguey dice for roguey things. Roguey things. <laughs> things. All right, let's keep going. All right, down the stairs, Spider. Sounds good. So, as a spider keeps making their way down the stairs, I'll have it roll another perception check. Come on, imp. Mm, 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 mm. Eight. Eight. Okay. Okay. Not rolling super great. But passive perception. But his passive perception is an 11. These stairs can't surprise me. So the entrance to the cave that uh, Zaza had reported back to you, uh, it ends at a 10-foot drop-off. And to the right are these broad steps that I mentioned. They're hewn into a sort of natural ramp as steps. But the cavern below is carpeted with a profusion of fungi, ranging from a few inches high to what seems to Zaza a monstrous height, uh, being an invisible spider. And... Going down these steps, two paths lead into the fungi itself, one to the right and one to the left. But because the fungi are all over, it's hard to see past 10, 15 feet. Can he crawl up on the wall and get a better vantage point? Uh, sure, yeah. Where he's not uh, as, just in the fungi? Yeah, so as Zaza crawls up the wall... I just imagine, obviously, fun guy, fun guy. I just imagine a bunch of fleeples doing finger point guns. Hey! <laughs> fun guy I can't here. see past all these fun guys. Yeah. <laughs> just loosen a fleeple. Hey! Yeah. hey. <laughs> Get out of the way! I'm trying to concentrate! <laughs> 
yeah, so it, this room is just uh, seems to go down the corridor even more. Just it seems to be like a small fungi farm here. And so, yeah, nothing really of note that Zaza can see here. So as she comes back and reports that to me, um, it looks so far, it just looks like it's more empty space. But clearly, if these two guys are at the beginning, they're guarding something. So do we want to take them out and keep going or do you want the spider to keep going? I say we just keep Zaza going until we see those eggs that they're guarding. Great. As, as Lance, I do. As as Jacob, I just want to go in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. But yeah, we'll we'll let the spider keep going. Um, can Zaza go? I'll have Zaza go on the roof from now on. Okay. That way, no fun guys get in their way. Okay. Um, and yeah, can we just? I'll just have her keep going. She'll keep returning and reporting, but we'll just keep going until she actually sees something. Or sees nothing and okay, there so is something. I need to look something up about imps. Sure. Dang. So I guess my question is, how long are you wanting to have Zaza recon? Like how many hours? <laughs> the spi- it is a spider, <laughs> so a spider. it's very slow. And they have twenty. F- they have a twenty-foot speed. Fun speed. That's a fast spider. Holy crap! It kind of is actually. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine like a black widow running at you at a speed of 20 feet per six seconds? <laughs> that would be it's nuts. Terrifying. I don't know. I've, we were pretty committed to this. Okay. So we were wanting to not go in super blind. So are we committed okay. to as long as it takes, guys? Or uh. <laughs> I, know as, I know as players we want to go in. I would have the spider go the whole way. I Great. would, I would allow good. the DM to just keep narrating until we see the eggs. <laughs> I reveal the 30 miles of the cavern expanse. <laughs> and at the, the end, spider gets its own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures of Zaza. <laughs> yeah. Day 364. Still no eggs in sight. <laughs> and just keep circling back. We're like celebrating birthdays out here. So, less than a year. Okay. So, um, I'm going to roll some stuff here real quick. How, how close is it to sundown? How's that? Uh, you're about halfway through the day. So I give it till sundown. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Hopefully it's far before that. Let's say till sundown. Okay. I'll have Zaza roll me a stealth check. Sure. Because the imp can see in 120 feet of dark vision. So even though they're moving at 20, they can see really far. Ooh, that was good. 21. Ooh, the second one was a natural 20. Oh, for a total of? Uh, 23. Man, Zaza is just... (laughs) Zaza deserves her own podcast. Holy cow. (laughs) Yeah. I put in my time. New fan favorite. (laughs) I relinquish. This is worthy. This is a crazy feature. So, as Zaza continues forward, and this is, uh, it is monotonous, and you are seeing a lot of the same things over and over and over, Malamara. But as you do see the same things over and over, you start to get some sort of mapping of the cave, okay? Now, this mapping of the cave, this this room in particular is one of the biggest ones. Uh, this room, Zaza tries to go on the roof, but finds it inhabited with bats, Oh, the bats. Sleeping during the daytime. The bats. What Fleeple wishes he could be. But being invisible, 
uh, able to make their way slowly around, uh, not having too much issue. Just seems to be a very dark position here, and it reveals three different paths that Zaza can take. There seems to be one that goes to the uh, east, which is a staircase down. Uh, there seems to be a large uh, ledge drop-off uh, just north or just in front there. And to the uh, west or to the left side of Zaza, there seems to be another corridor to where there is some flickering lights in the dark uh, at the end of the that corridor over there. Great. So... I will relay this to the boys and say, I think that we should go to that point and then maybe do some recon down the three paths. As Mel's eyes like shift back to our reality, you can just see like hundreds of tic-tac-toes <laughs> in the dirt that me and Fleeple have been playing. <laughs> and you see one of the hunters going, Oh no, he can't go there. He's gonna get you if you don't. Just shut up. Just shut up. Okay. <laughs> I've I've lost every one of them. <laughs> Sleeple has that one XKCD comic that teaches you how to win at tic tac toe every single time. <laughs> Great. Great. Yes, I agree. I agree. Please. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. Two in the front. Mm-hmm. Uh. I suggest that I sneak in. I will go around. The one to the left, who's behind the s- the rock stalagmite stalactite structure. Oh, uh, if I may, uh, if I can uh, interject here. Oh crap! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you doing here? That's a good question. That I because we brought him over for some ask, reason. But yet we decided not to address. Um, I mean, we're happy for the company. Uh, yes, and I'm very happy to discuss uh, different familiars, but, uh... How much are these... Are the, how much is this encampment paying you? Oh, I would say maybe... Uh... Ten gold pieces a good haul. And... Five if it's just average. How would you feel if we... killed your employers? <laughs> I don't have a proficiency in talking words, anymore. <laughs> I do not have a proficiency in talking anymore. Ned is just banging his head against his table right now. <laughs> None of you spoke up. <laughs> She's in the middle of speaking. Oh. All four of them just kind of look at each other, and uh, one of them goes, "Do we need to find some like new employment? You think?" I would I would suggest so. Um, the group that you're currently employed with uh, are not good people. They recently attacked a town not too far from here, slaughtered many, imprisoned many, and we have been commissioned to dispose of them. Speaking of, that town that was raided, they could probably use some food at the moment. It's very true. And you could tell them that... Lance Thalen, Malamara, and Fleeple sent the you. The heroes of you, Greenest. It, or if, the that, if of either Green. of those are too long, the Jank Squad. The Jank Squad, yes. Um, and we are pretty in the know with the town. Um, so they would know that you come from a good source. Go ahead and roll me a persuasion check uh, with advantage. Guidance. Guidance! <laughs> so advantage and a d4. Okay, okay. Because I got a minus one, but plus three, 17. I rolled well. As all of you, probably with some sort of panicked expression after Lance had asked that question, 
quickly chimed in, supporting his argument, going going with the flow there, just really just just saying, okay, we're we're doing this, uh, just and really uh, with all, sanding. yeah, just really, yep. Yep. <laughs> just uh, with all of you chiming in, uh, one of them goes, whoa, and looking to the other hunters, it was pretty gross when we got back here, don't you think? Yeah, man, like my tent was gone. I mean, they just. They didn't even care about me. Yeah. Well, and you said we could probably get a good haul for this meat that we got here. Oh, yes. Go and again, if you say that the Jank Squad sent you to help resupply the town, and that I'm sure that that would get you a little bit more of a, a push for a good payout. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's move out here. Glad we could come to an understanding and we didn't have to kill each other. Thank you. I mean, yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah, bad on both sides. We're going to go kill these cultists. Have a <laughs> pleasure to meet you. Have a great day. Good day to you, sir. And I wish you luck in your endeavors. Thank you. Okay, so the three of you approaching uh, the mouth of this cave, yes? Yes. yes. I will. If it's all right with everyone, I think this is the best approach. I will try and sneak in. Sure. Attack the guy on the left behind the rock structure. Hopefully take him out, and once I do, uh, both of you can charge the other one, and I will shortly be behind if need be. Uh, Malamara will ready a Eldridge Blast in case he is seen sneaking in. Okay, so I need all of you to roll a stealth check, please. Let's do it to it. 23. Okay. Fleeple. 18. And Mel. Five. (laughs) The dice rolled a three. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. So, as the three of you start to sneak up, uh, not necessarily going directly in eyesight of the cave, uh, maybe flanking onto one side. You want to do like on the north or south side or split up? We'll do the south side. Sure. So that they can have a quicker attack to the other guy. Yeah. Got it. So uh, as uh, Lance Fleeple, Lance leading the way, Fleeple right behind, and then Mal uh, following up in the rear, correct? Mm-hmm. As you are peering in, you can definitely see these uh, cultists. One of them just seems to be is, uh, lounging by the wall, paying attention to nobody. Um, weapon is sheathed, picking at his fingernails. Uh, the other one, uh, he is patrolling, seeing that his uh, friend is not paying attention. What would you like to do? So this one by the rock structure is patrolling. Yeah, so there's one, the one closest to the entrance is just standing there, but the one further in, about 30 feet, is walking around. All right, I'm going to wait. If I can see him, I'm going to wait for an opportunity where he's kind of turned the back to me, and I will stealth on up behind him if I can. Okay, sounds good. Fleeple, Mal, waiting on Lance, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely okay. outside of the cave, around the lip, where we're not anywhere close to eyesight. Okay. So. And I have my short sword and dagger drawn. Just to clarify, are, you want to uh, sneak up on the one closest to the entrance? No, no, sorry. Sneak up on the one who is patrolling. Sneak up on the one to the... L- if we're facing inside the cave, I'm going to the one on the left, who's a little bit more alert, but I want to take out the more alert guy. Gotcha. Okay, um, I'll need you to roll a stealth check again then. Oh, baby. That's 25. 25, okay. 
as they start to, that individual starts to round a stalagmite coming from the ground. Stalagmites come from the ground? Sure. 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 You see your opportunity and you dash in. You see that there is an individual standing on the wall, but they're just picking at their nails. They look a little bit further into the cave, and as they look further into the cave, you rush directly behind them. And uh, I assume you attack, yeah? I will attack with my attack. short sword. Attack with advantage, please. Yes. That is a 21. 21, that's a hit. With sneak attack. Sneak attack! Sneak attack! And you have 2d6 for d oh sneak attack boy. now, right? Yes, I do. I have corrected that error. Sorry, I'm doing math. I Why think that's something here? everybody should apologize for. <laughs> 17 <laughs> damage. Hey. <laughs> have we ever told our audience that Thomas is a math major? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. Do we not. need to tell our audience? <laughs> do we need to? <laughs> cut that, cut that. Suddenly our, our viewership just drops. <laughs> yeah, math. Boom. Uh, 17? Uh, y- yes. You run up, my, and as they turn, you flip them around, they face you and they go, <gasps> and you just right in their stomach while you cover their mouth and they make no noise. And you just slowly put them on the ground. Not go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Right. I'm going to roll a perception check. Natural one. <laughs> oh, yes! Oh boy. I don't think, because I have a two-handed, I'm using two weapons, but I don't think, I think they both have to be melee, right? I can't throw one, right? No, if like it has the thrown type, if it has the thrown type, you can throw it. Oh, in that same breath then, I will, I will throw the dagger at the lazy one. Okay. Sounds good. Go ahead and roll an attack then. Okay. With advantage. With advantage. Alright, not as good, but that's 16. 16's a hit. Alright. Just a dagger. And this is sneak attack? No, no once, per get sneak attack, once, sneak per attack once per turn. So this is just a d4. And I cannot add my attack you can't, you can't add your damage modifier. It's no. just the, it's yeah. just the dice. It's just the roll. Yep. Which is a one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So as you go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, and you toss the dagger out, Mal and uh, Fleeple, you're like, oh, that was really good. That oh, and the dagger, the butt of your dagger smacks him right in the forehead, <laughs> and he's got some blood trickling down. <laughs> he goes, what the, and. I need us to roll a quick initiative here. Hello. Quick, quick, quick. Just a quick initiative. Just a quick, quick one. Hey. Oh, come on. Initiative always sucks for me. Uh, 20 to 25? 22. Ooh. Ooh. 15 to 20? 10 to 15. Okay, why don't you just tell me what you got? Nine. Nine. Okay, so we'll do Lance and then Mal, if we get to Mal. <laughs> okay, Fleeple, you're first. I was holding my attack. Uh, you know, let's just uh, produce flame on him. Why not? One, two. Do you run in? Yep. I'll uh, pop around the corner so that he is within range of my produced flame, which is 30 feet. And I'll okay. just chuck the just fire in range. at him. All right, go ahead and roll. 
that is going to be an 11. All right, 11 does not hit as you <laughs> chuck your produce flame. As it goes into the dark, uh, just before it gets him, it scatters across the stone wall, blowing like ash and like some fire into his eyes. And he's like, ah! Ah! but no damage to him. Uh, movement bonus action. Yeah, I'm going to kind of skirt around to the north edge of the cavern entrance to okay. draw his attention. Oh, actually, no, because Lance is going next. So I'm actually going to move in kind of in his direction and just kind of I'll, I'll do some more chanting and primordial to try and distract his attention away from Lance up to the north. Wow. Okay. Are you going to go directly up to them? Not directly up to him. I'll stay two squares away from him, but I'm just going like, that kind of situation. What the heck? It's now this uh, individual's turn. How terrified can we make this man before we kill him? (laughs) (laughs) We all start chanting with him. Seraphin! We got him! We got him coming! And it's going to run up to you, Fleeple. I thought the lance was going to go before him. I oh. rolled a nine. <laughs> uh, does an 11 hit? 11 does not hit, actually. Okay, so the first one, oh, get away, get away, you demon. Just ching off the wall. He gets multi-attack, though. Does a 22 hit? 22 does hit. Okay, it's going to have five points of slashing damage to Fleetpool. Five <laughs> to me. You demon! Demon! Ah! And just right into your fleece and a little bit of blood splurts up a little bit. That's going to be their turn. Lance, it's your go. All right. With that in mind, I am going to flank him. Okay. Which gives me advantage. classic flank. Mm -hmm. Advantage. And that's, yeah, that's going to hit. That's going to be a, I'm using my short sword again, so that's going to be a 23 to hit. Surprisingly, does hit. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> and it is sneak attack because I do have a another Ally. enemy within five feet of him. Well, yeah, you rolled with advantage, which would already have given you a sneak attack. But then if you don't get advantage and an ally is still within five feet, you still oh, okay. get sneak attack. Cool. So. Good enough. All right. Sneak, sneak attack. That's 14 points of damage. 14. Yep. Okay. Wow, as you sneak up behind and uh, just stab right into his back, uh, he almost crumples, but holds himself on the wall and goes, What the heck? All right, extra attack with a dagger. Are you serious? (laughs) Okay, roll. I have multiple daggers, so. Okay, roll. That's a 21. Okay, that hits. Okay, and just the dagger this time. Four points of damage. Tell us how it is done. All right. Just as soon as he just starts shouting, I I slit his throat so he stops making noise. And without playing that out, he falls crumpled to the ground pretty quickly. Well done. You have taken okay? out two individuals. You all right, Fleeple? And Mal, you're like, ah! Oh. It's over. No. Just let the let the elders blast fizzle from my uh, hand. Let the bodies hit the floor. Sadly, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. Okay, 
So, as uh, all three of you group, uh, literally right in the entrance of this cavern, this hatchery, which um, you were told dragon eggs are somewhere inside, Zaza having made quite an expansive expedition to the cave, not having found the dragon eggs themselves, you feel that you might have to do at least some of the heavy lifting on your own, and having taken out these two individuals, you look forward into the darkness, wondering what dangers await you that Zaza has not uncovered. And that's where we're going to end this week's episode. Oh, man, I was, I mean, I was so happy that I got to plan, like, four hours worth of material. I, like, I had a really good, like, couple sessions where I was like, man, yeah. I had, like, a good four, four and a half hours worth of material. And I was so excited to see how you were going to make me, like, throw out most of that. And, and uh, Zaza might have done that. Zaza might have done that. I, I specifically, <laughs> this character is specifically made to do that thing. And I'm really glad it worked. <laughs> like the whole thing, the whole thing around having a familiar was to do reconnaissance. That's the whole reason for me to have a fine familiar. I mean, it's not a bad way to go, honestly. There may be drops in- ahead though, so we have to be careful. I mean, if you invest yeah, into it, that is a magic. great opportunity. So, I mean, power to you. I'm, uh, I'm just really glad it, it was worked. Ex- yeah, it was exciting to see it happen and unfold. So, but what other secrets await? We'll have to find out on the next episode of iCast Fireball. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to our episode this week. We hope you, as always, we hope you enjoy listening just as much as we love producing this content and playing um, just a group of friends. We hope that uh, you feel a part of the action. Wherever you get your podcast from, please, please, please leave us a review. Um, it'd really help us out, uh, really let us know that you like what we're doing, uh, and that, um, encourage us to keep going in the direction that we are going. If you wanted to reach out to us personally, you could email us at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. Those are the numbers 2020. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear, uh, some of your favorite moments from the show. Uh, and we're really just hoping to get the word out and like always get this podcast set on fire. Now, to get the most recent up-to-date content from all of us here, follow us on Instagram and Twitter using the handle iCastFireball20. There you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, interesting insights from players and the Dungeon Master, and behind-the-scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world. Now, we just want to give a quick shout-out to our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where our resident kobold, Ned, takes a turn as a GM and runs through many one-month adventures using the fate-accelerated tabletop system. Now, whether you like tabletop games, improvisation, or hearing more from Ned, we recommend you go give them a listen. As always, like, subscribe, share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers, but until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table, we've got... Malamara, Lance Thalen, and Fleepo. Keep that fire going, and see you next time.